1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kennedy, can I get a check?
2: Hello. Hi.
1: Producer Dan. Hello. Mm, got yourself an orange over there. Or is that a tangerine?
3: It's a mandarin, I guess. Mandarin, okay. And a protein shake. Breakfast mm. of champions. There it is. And four black coffees, if
1: anyone's wondering. Welcome to the Unfiltered After Show podcast. We bring one subject to discuss. As always, Kennedy is up first. What you got?
2: Well, so um, I'm doing this event tonight at the Boston Public Library. Okay. And um, it's sort of a book nerdy type of thing. It's um, called the 100... I want to get it right. It's called the um, 100-Year Retroactive Book Award. And so basically what they do is they take three books... That were written 100 years ago. So in this case, it'll be uh, 1923. And then they have three people who are like authors or in the book world defend those books. So they get like five minutes to defend those books. And then one of the books will be chosen Mm -hmm. to be that year's book of the year, if you will. And I think the winner gets like a gift card or something.
1: Okay. Are you moderating this? I am. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I got got to
2: do it for the first time last year. I had been pestering them for probably... I don't know, four years. Oh, really? Please let me do something at your library. Please, I, w- I, want, I want to bring younger people to your library. Please, you, I would like to do who anything are you at, at the library? your library. Huh?
1: Who are you pestering at the library? Well, there's
2: lots of different people. So this particular um, event is put together by the associates of the Boston Public Library. So it's not the library proper. It's the associates. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they do like the galas and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So... Um,
1: Used to be on the board for the public library or something or I don't think or-
2: I have enough heft to be on the board of the Boston Public Library, and I have no idea how much money you'd have to bring in a year. So um, I'm I'm all boarded up right now, to be white. I, I got you. I got you. Why, what
3: boards are you on?
2: Uh, I am on the board of Samaritans, and I'm on party planning committee for Partners with Youth with Disabilities, and that's enough for me. Okay,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's two more boards than I've been on my whole life. Right. So <laughs> it can be a lot. It's a lot. It's it a, lot a lot of meetings.
2: Lot. <laughs> And um, so it's these three people who are very learned and studied and so much smarter than me who come in to give their little, uh, to give their defense of these books. Mm -hmm. So the three books are Felix Salton's Bambi, the book upon which the movie was loosely based. It's a pretty dark book, too, as I recall. Well, it has a lot to... uh, to do with the Jews
1: mm-hmm. in the war,
2: basically, right, is what, right. what the underlying <laughs> sure. was. Right. But yes, a dark book. Uh, Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. Did you ever read that no, one? No, that one I don't know. And Agatha Christie's Murder on the Links.
1: Oh, wow. So I have read two of those three books. I can't believe it. <laughs> so the
2: books will be championed by a Harvard professor. Her name is Maria Tatar, a historian by the name of Paul Wright, and a mystery writer by the name of Julie Henricus. Okay. So Okay. Um, So as I say, I don't do a whole lot. I just keep things moving, which Mm -hmm. is what I'm good at. Right. I make some jokes about, no, the Red Sox didn't win this year. You're
3: also good at that. (laughs)
2: Last year, they did two years in a row because COVID had happened, so I had to do two years so my running joke was no they didn't win that year either but it was kind of lost it was book nerds so oh, <laughs> plenty of crowd kennedy yeah so they do the books and then there's a question and answer session and it's interesting people are quite lively and they you know they have mm-hmm. questions and they want to ask the people so right. and then they pick a winner and then you go home
1: okay
3: oh i think there'll
2: be wine this year because they couldn't have wine last year because of covid there might be wine this year nice so my question is what book have you read this year oh my gosh um, what's the, or what's the last book you've read?
1: So um, it's funny you, you ask because we actually have a meeting with this person after the show today. Uh, we work with somebody in the industry who kind of helps us out with the show. His name is Steve Reynolds. He's a consultant in radio. And he sent me a book. Uh, what is it? Um, and I can't recall the name of it. It's awful. I, it's a quick book. I read it over the holiday break. So I, I'm. now it's not this year. Words?
2: But, Can you give me words? What um, was in the book? What was
1: it, it about? I... I'd have to look I'd have to look it up. it's a it's about um, it's about naming things and marketing
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and is it brand
2: s- like a rock star?
1: Um, no, it's not brand like a rock star but it's it's along those same lines. Uh, it's written by a, a, a father and daughter. Uh, duo that have a company that does this for a living Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just all about marketing and branding and naming really about naming things and how companies are terrible at naming their brands and then also uh, telling you what their brands do with the name right you know he said there are some brands out there that are fantastic that do it really well like uh, one of the best ones was uh i think uh zales what is uh Zales' slogan? Uh Diamonds are forever. Yeah. They consider that the most successful branding campaign of all time.
2: Well, I thought the army one was Be all you can be. That was a huge That huge... was
1: a pretty good one, but Got
3: Milk seems to have stuck pretty
1: well. Yeah. yeah, but they got but they got rid of it. So most of these brands got rid of these things whereas Zales has stayed with this same thing their entire mm-hmm. you know. That's
3: funny cuz I think of every kiss begins with K before I think of the Zales one. Okay,
1: but it's a great little thing, but what does that tell you about what they are as a brand? If you know nothing about Zales, and I say Zales, every kiss begins with a K, what is it? Mm. You have no idea what it is.
2: I can I can see the commercials in my head though. I understand that you give you give diamond woman kisses. But you, you. have well, so the place
3: called
1: K's Jewelers makes more sense for them to have that. Song. But you have to be <laughs> able to, and that's what they're saying he went in this to book. Yeah, right. You All have of the jewelry
2: stores stick with us, isn't that weird?
1: Like Nike, just do it again. Nike, that's a huge one. It's a big one, but, but it doesn't tell what, do. what it is. I hear you. Whereas you know the one for uh, you know diamonds are forever, you ex- understand exactly what yeah. it is. Um, and
2: I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, but did you start the book I gave you? Did you even it did it even interest you at all?
1: Um, you gave me the book on the jeeps. Yeah, right? six
2: different people who own the same jeep.
1: I have not read that book yet. It I is actually I read
2: I, I read about it. I hadn't read it, but I was like, what book is good for someone who owns a jeep?
1: Yeah, so it's so
2: it's on the stack.
1: It, I have I only love three books I on, love the it, on the stack on
2: the stack. <laughs>
1: and Steve's book was the first one. Perfect. And I read that one, and I haven't read anything in January yeah. or February. Yeah, but yeah. it is sitting right there taunting me every day.
3: When did you finish Steve's book? When's the last time you finished a book, you think?
1: I finished it over the holidays. Okay. Yeah. I, he he sent it to me probably back in August or September. Right. I sat around for a while. And then while I was off on break, it was a pretty quick mm-hmm. read. It's I have quick. a
3: hard time like starting, but then once I start, I just power through them pretty
1: quickly. Right. My problem is I just... I usually, re- I read a lot, but I just like shorter stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. stuff that's that long. Yeah, that that's why longer. I thought this
2: book might be interesting because mm-hmm. I think it was little vignettes of different right. people mm. in this, in the same mm-hmm. Jeep.
1: So that's the last book I read.
2: How about you, Daniel?
3: I read the book You Got Me. You Got Me, One uh, Prayer for Owen Meany. It mm-hmm. was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last three books I've read over, it, uh, starting in December vacation that we take through now, mm-hmm. was uh, I read Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Green light. uh-huh. Which was an interesting tale. He's a, an eccentric character. He really is. So that was interesting. And then I read two Stephen King books that I which really one? like. I read two of his newer ones.
2: Which one?
3: Uh, one was called The Institute. Yeah. Which is about uh, a like an association or an organization that takes children from their homes, yeah. like, m- murders the family, and takes the kid that have Tracks. special telepathic or telekinetic abilities, and they put them all in this institute. That's very firestarter. And then they. They kinda of mine their abilities and end up killing kids, but they're using them for sinister plots. It's very mm. fire starters. Yeah. It was a good book. And then the other one I read was Billy Summers. Oh yeah. Which was also really good. Which was not typical Stephen King.
2: Yeah, one of the books I'm reading right now is Stephen King. It's fairy tale. It's his newest one. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard debated. of that. I haven't read it. Yet. I'll give it to you when it's it huge. Good? I'll give it to you when I'm done.
3: Yeah, Billy Summers is uh, about a hitman who uh, is on his last job and he has to go infiltrate this town and become like part of the structure of the town and then he ends up doing the job and everything goes sideways. So it was like a crime noir Stephen Mm -hmm. King, which was an interesting.
1: We were just in a big bookstore down uh, on the Cape in Mashpee Commons. They have one in there. We took Barrett in there because Barrett's getting into that weird age of progressing to the next level of books.
2: Getting him the book was hard. I'm like, I don't know. How old? What's it going to like? So he's reading
1: The Hobbit right now.
2: Wordy. Woo.
1: Yeah. Um, Has he finished all the Harry Potter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, once you make the leap to like the teenager books, um, the content really starts to shift more mature.
2: Oh, I wouldn't call The Hobbit a teenager book.
1: No, no, no. What I'm saying is the next level of books. Oh, it's all about sex and stuff. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Of course, sure.
2: Because that's what teenagers do.
1: Exactly. That's okay. why you
2: just start on the classics. Don't worry about that. Well, middle, said, that's don't worry done. about that middle shit. He knows what words are.
1: Yeah. I think so.
2: I mean, I think Tolkien's a bit a really, really thick read, but you know, but if he likes it, mm-hmm. if he's into that, then he's, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing pretty well with it. He hasn't said he's, you know, I think he's about a third of the way through. Yeah. And he'll tell he'll tell me if he's like, no, oh, I don't no, want to read sure. this. So I think he's doing if okay. If he likes, with
2: it. I think with Tolkien, you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. know, right. yeah, it's, it's so wordy. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 See you later. Um, But I love that he reads so much. I think it's so awesome. No,
1: he reads so much more than I ever read. I mean, I I did pretty- like, have
2: they done, like, Lord of the Flies? Have we done Great The Outsiders. Where are we? Yeah.
1: The Outsiders is a great book. Yeah, he read that. A lot
3: of S.E. Hinton stuff is great for that age. Mm -hmm. Tex is a really good one that I liked a lot Mm -hmm. at that age.
1: I found this article on Yahoo.com. It was written by someone named Kieran Press-Reynolds, so I want to give them credit for this. Okay. But I just think it's really interesting. So the headline- a fitness influencer is being dubbed a hero for calling out women who call out men in the gym. But some worry he's fueling misogyny online. So the backstory is there's this guy. Uh, something swole. His name's Joey Swall. I-, I can swole. see
3: the picture. I've seen a lot of his videos, and I right. disagree with the headline of the article.
1: Okay. So Joey Swall is a fitness influencer, and he went viral for critiquing a woman for calling out a man at the gym. Since then, he's made several other videos critiquing women for doing the same and calling men creepers. Many wait, have- wait,
2: wait. So just so I'm clear on the story. So he's at the gym working out. A woman is at the gym working out. Someone comes to talk to the woman and being creepy, and the woman says, back up off me, and Mm -hmm. then he's making fun of her for telling them to back up. No,
1: so hold on, hold on, I'll explain it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, So one of the videos they show is two women are working out. One of them is on the ground, the other woman is helping her stretch or whatever, and there's a third person videoing the two of them doing their workout. Like you do. And in the background, there's a guy standing on the wall in between his sets, and you can see him look over at the two of them for a minute, and then turn and look away when she kind of puts the camera on him. And they put a caption on there that says, when you catch the guy creeping on you at the gym. So that's where this kind of all started. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, you're in a gym. People are going to look at you. You're in a public space. You're working out. This guy wasn't being a creep. He just happened to be looking at you. You're filming. There's two people on the ground. It's normal to look. He's not a creep. You don't know if he's a creep. You can't call him out, put his face in public, and call him a creep because you happen to catch him in a video for a fleeting moment looking your direction. You don't know if he's a creep. That's unfair. Um, And I think you will remember, it was a couple years ago, where the woman posted a video of another woman in the bathroom at the gym Mm -hmm. calling her out, and she got in trouble. She got sued because of the privacy of the bathroom. bathroom Right. But I just...
2: I don't think one equates to the other, but yeah.
1: I don't know because you're in well, a... no, you
2: can't have cameras in a bathroom full of Well, stop. you can't... So that's, you... Why, that's why that was wrong. So I that's would say
1: in a gym, wrong. you're in a private space. You're in a private business. Taking video and posting them publicly, to me, is the same thing.
2: Mm-mm. It helps promote the gym. You know what I mean? Mm. I, take video, I, mean I take videos in my gym. I'm respectful of other people. Right. And my gym is only women, which I love, but... That's um, cool. Mm-hmm. But, um...
1: He says he he's now branded himself the CEO of Jim Positivity. He's made multiple other videos denouncing women for Calling certain men creepy at the gym. Many have celebrated him for what they believe is shutting down shaming behavior on social media. But some say he is fueling misogyny online, and I you disagree I, with oh, that. Oh, that
3: article is completely misleading because I've actually watched all his videos. So com- without yeah, seeing I feel like his videos, not. His whole thing is lifting people up and being positive. Right. And not harassing other people at the gym. Right, right. Like and whole, that's, th- yeah.
1: But some people are coming back at him saying that he is promoting well, but- misogyny by saying men are creepy I think if for- you
3: watch his videos, he doesn't promote misogyny misogyny at all. That's not who he is like at all. Yeah, that's
1: sort of the
2: problem with our whole world is we don't read read all the way through as so, we've learned this week. But I think that uh, I think it's impossible to speak as a man as to what it's like to be ogled by a man in a public place. Yeah, that's fair. So you have no frame of reference. So there's that. Do I think do I think that people can be jump to conclusions and whatever, I, of course, I do. But I think I would just, every single thing here, I'd have to take on a case-by-case basis. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I have no idea if that girl really felt... Um, mm. Well, they didn't what see
1: it for. until later oh. that because somebody was filming the video. The two of them were doing their thing. The third yeah.
2: person was filming the video for them, though, right? Right. Yeah. The
3: yes. girl who posted the video later apologized for calling the guy out in mm-hmm. another video.
2: I see.
1: Yeah, so... Uh-huh. So you uh, just need
3: the whole it's story. important to give the whole Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: so, <laughs> commenters have cheered him for supposedly exposing these women, and there's been an onslaught of posts online calling him a hero and a legend. However, despite the fanfare, there's a growing wave of back- backlash to Swole's videos as well. People are questioning why he's only targeting women posters. Although he has called out men for gym behavior, the dissenting discourse has blown up so much that it's starting a larger conversation about when it's okay for men to pass glances at m- okay for men to pass glances at men at the gym and at one point should women feel threatened enough to pull their phones out to film them
2: yeah i think that there's two different things there yeah like, like as you say when you're at the gym like if i see if i when i worked out at a co-ed gym if a guy was lifting like massive amounts of weight yeah i would kind of watch because it's really impressive mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i didn't you know but if i wouldn't come into that space i think that there's there's mm-hmm. looking and then there's Staying too long.
3: No, there's definitely creepy guys at the gym. There's, That's not. There's coming
2: and in inviting your personal space. There's mm-hmm. trying to work mm-hmm. in on reps with you. There's yeah. being at the gym every day at the same time. Like those are things. But right. I think to think that as humans, all we do, we are voyeurs. We look. You know what I mean.
1: And you can't take a fleeting moment and, and just and throw it phones. out in public. Yeah. And again, this goes back to the the phones and what I consider the gym to. While it's not a private space like the bathroom, you know, it's a private space. You know, it would be I I would be upset if I were in the gym doing something and somebody filmed me because they felt whatever I was doing was wrong. That's what and then posted it to the world.
3: Well, that's what the majority of his videos are is calling out the gym influencers who are putting down other people or like they'll get upset if you're walking through their shot. Well right. it's like you're in a gym, it's not your shop. Or the guy
1: that's using the equipment wrong and yeah. they make fun of them. Yes,
3: that's that's, yeah, what, that's what he's trash. doing. It's right. a gym, he doesn't like the gym influencer culture <laughs> yeah. that, is, that puts other people down or makes you feel more important. Right, and why is it you're, okay? You're, you're bigger or whatever.
1: Yeah, why is it okay for people to do that?
2: Well, it's not. But on the flip side, mm. a lot of people have been caught doing bad things. Mm-hmm. That's true too. And would never have been caught doing bad things if that hadn't happened. But mm. yeah, I think the
3: majority of people <laughs> in the gym are also... Positive and uplifting the people, because you could feel you could feel self-conscious. Because I'm definitely going to the gym as a bigger guy and yeah. not mm-hmm. knowing what I'm doing, you can feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think I think most people in there are happy to see somebody in there trying to better themselves. Yeah, if than, you're
2: just trying to get clicks because you're being an asshole.
3: Yeah, well, that's
2: mm-hmm. not cool. Not cool, ladies. Not mm-hmm. cool.
0: Mm. I just thought it was interesting. Yep. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. Not much, to be honest.
2: (laughs) I hate it (laughs) when that happens. You're like, I know I want to talk, but I don't know I've been
3: looking at my phone this whole time like, I need to think of something. Man,
2: if you ain't got nothing to say, you ain't got nothing to say. It's all right.
3: (laughs) Sometimes 9 o'clock sneaks up on you during the day if you're working. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, oh, shit. Today was quick. I have another one. I
1: have another topic we can do real quick. I I bequeath my time. I think this is super, super simple to, to have a conversation about. Robot restaurants are happening in Asia.
2: We already talked about this. No, so
1: this is different, and I I love this. This is fantastic because what they're doing is they have these robots that are set up on your table, okay, or near your table, and then they have robots that bring you the food, and the people that are working the robots are doing it from home. And they may have disabilities that doesn't allow them to get out of the house or to do this type of work. So they are taking people that are maybe stuck at home or for, for whatever reason, whatever illness, disease oh, they're dealing with. Exactly. They're not mobile. They can't get out of the house. And so they are able to interact with customers in a restaurant. So they speak through the... That is correct. Yes. So it's not
2: just a robot. It's a, it's- it's a human being attached to that Exactly.
1: Robot. Which I just thought, wh- what a cool thing where you I integrate. Like that idea very much. Right. So you sit down. There's a robot there. They can see you. You're talking to the robot. Uh, the robot can see the other robots that are delivering the food. They can talk to one another. They can interact with one another. So you're getting a live person. So it's person. almost like
2: you're in a virtual body and you get to do.
1: That is exactly right.
2: That's wild. I don't hate that at all. What
1: do the robots look like? Um, so there's different ones. So the ones that were at the table that I saw. Um were really small. It was almost Where like was a it again? uh this was in Asia. So that's maybe a big in place. uh I might have been in Tokyo. Um so the one that I saw was a small tabletop one, almost like an uh Wally size, mm-hmm. you know, on the tabletop.
3: So does the robot also bring your food out? So that's
1: a different robot mm-hmm. and that robot is short and kind of thick and has has a tabletop to oh it. Oh
2: my gosh, Dan.
1: Hold on, let me come over to you.
3: Whoa, that is not what I was
1: expecting.
2: That's kind of scary. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it looks like they're wearing a lovely dress. They so, look like
1: the aliens, the gray aliens you see in movies. Well, I love it. So that's one kind of robot that would bring you your drinks and stuff. And then if they have a bigger order, they have just like a, it's like a, a flat top. They don't have a head or anything. I just just love this. Just to put a platter this. on. And But there are people, so yeah. When and you, they
2: have a little like a... a, a little
3: video
1: camera. thing
2: here so you can see their face. Yeah. So you can see who's talking to you.
3: Isn't that cool?
2: I think that is a wonderful idea. Do you tip twenty
3: percent if your server's at home?
2: I would
1: mm-hmm. if they give me good service. Did works. they have a
2: lovely chat with me? Did mm-hmm. my food arrive properly? Because they had to make it all go. They had to put in the right, order. Right,
1: right. I watched this guy on a Hell YouTube yeah, video, uh, and he was vis- He did a he did a thing where he slept in pods for one hundred in pod hotels uh, for one hundred straight hours. I had never heard of a pod hotel.
2: Oh yeah, they have them in some airports, actually.
1: Yeah. Then they're popping up all over, I guess there. And so he went and stayed in a bunch of different pod hotels. And then he went to this restaurant with robots, and it was just real robots. And then, but then he went to this other restaurant with robots, but it was actual humans. And I was just like, wow, that watching
2: a video and the like, the older gentleman is having an actual conversation with a robot. Just having a nice time. The whole
1: world is going to
3: look so different in like 30 years. Well, I Mm -hmm. just
2: love, though, that this isn't just a robot taking somebody's job. It's a robot giving someone a job. That's a big difference Allowing somebody to do something. That is a big difference to me. Yeah,
3: right. No, that's important. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Giving you the human interaction. If you can't
2: leave your house or Mm -hmm. if you can't get out of your bed or you're just not mobile or whatever and you can have human interaction. Cause that's what's missing more than anything. We're all getting such hermits. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I yep. love this. Yeah,
3: I thought it was really cool.
2: Where are you at, MIT? Let's go.
3: I was expecting the robot to look like the one that follows you around, like Stop and Shop, with the googly eyes. Mm.
1: No, it's kind of like the iRobot situation, right? You know, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they dress these up for holidays.
1: That's
3: mm-hmm.
2: fun. This one had a witch hat on because it was Halloween. I wonder if your
3: robots have flair.
2: Like the they button. all have flair.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the buttons. I
2: am here for this. Yeah. Yes, Carson. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I love this.
1: Yeah, it's
3: pretty cool. they were a couple years ahead of us. It'll come to America. I know. We should
1: open one here. Mm-hmm. That's the
2: what I'm ca- saying. Where are you at, MIT?
1: The Carson and Kennedy Robot Lounge. <laughs> and we can be your servers. We'll be at home. And you can come in and enjoy our company. <laughs> but we'll be at the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, If you want to listen to what happened on the regular show, the on air show, you can do that here on the Odyssey app, including our our amazing performance of Rihanna's Only Girl in the World. Well, Dan and I really stood out. Yeah. Kennedy kind of got in the way.
3: Absolutely. We got just so many compliments. Shine
2: bright like a diamond is what you guys Mm -hmm, did. I see what you did there. there.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: you could win a chance to fly off to London with 3 friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com/taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs>